Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber. As you may have noticed, and judging by our numbers, you haven't, we are off our regular recording schedule this week. Unfortunately, real jobs still sometimes get in the way of doing this job, but I miss the show and I miss talking with my guys. So tonight's show is our end of a long week happy hour, a chance to grab a drink together, catch up on what we missed earlier in the week, and look ahead at another week of playoff football. As always, I'm joined by two of the best ever. Phil Denko is here. Good to be here, Gerbs. And so is Chuck Rimbaldo. Gerbs, what's up? First off, what's everybody drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking Bullet Bourbon. I am drinking uh, Contradiction Bourbon. You guys may remember it as the Cherry Creek Breakfast Bourbon. Delicious. <laughs> One of the better breakfast bourbons I've ever had. That's right. Chucky, I'm with you? you on I'm yeah. with Chucky on the bullet, but I've got the bullet ten year is my, my at home bourbon Snazzy. of Snazzy. This is nice. This is, is. A, a bourbon fueled pod. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably some advertising dollars we should get for this, but um, I'm guessing we probably won't. To dive in, fellas, we are just about a week removed from the first time the Browns won a playoff game since we were in high school. And I would be remiss if we didn't at least hit on this a little bit. So, Chucky, tell me, a scale of one to seven, one being horrible, debilitating sadness, and seven being the happiness you felt when you got your first Nintendo. How did you feel when the opening snap was airmailed over Big Ben's swollen head? A seven, for sure. (laughs) Seven. Uh, Since you're not going any higher than that, it was quite possibly the most perfect start to a uh, wild card game that I've seen. Uh, involving the Browns ever. Name one, to, name one yeah, other that, first play tra- of a wild card game. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's why. The Browns. That's exactly. So that's my point. Yeah, I'm a seven. Excellent. Phil, what about you? Definitely a seven. I was so caught up in the emotion of it. I couldn't believe it was actually happening. And we were we were up seven, nothing, what, 14 seconds into the game. Little did I know there was much more to come. It was it was fantastic. So definitely a seven. Little do I, uh, I, I it took me almost a full season to realize this. So I have Hulu here. And my feed is slower than everybody else's. So I have learned not to pick up my phone and look at it. So I said something to my wife who was sitting. I'm like, something bad or something very good must have happened on the first play. (laughs) And then I saw it literally 45 seconds later. And it turns out it was great. Chuck, you and I might be on the same time frame because I have Hulu as well. This is this is great advertising for Hulu. (laughs) It's such a delay. Um, I ended up watching that entire game with my phone face down because I couldn't help myself, even if I knew it was vibrating or whatever, I, I would have to look and I could yeah. see all the text. That's the, that was the problem. And I, and I also found out because so many people were texting me yeah. that my mother has the fastest feed because she was texting me <laughs> and then it was the group. And then there was some guys in Erie. So my mom nice. has a uh, premium service when it comes ah, to her cable. We've, we've got to get on that internet. That, yeah. that sounds fantastic. I got into some arguments on text messages this week with some other friends when they made fun of Big Ben for not really making an effort to pick up that ball. That was but, Cindy but, but, but in fairness to Big Ben, who's almost our age, I don't like bending over to pick up stuff either. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I wear the slip-on <laughs> shoes. I looked at him and said, hey, that's a 40-something-year-old guy almost 
you're asking to pick up that ball when there's other players around who might have a but chance. Yeah, so I didn't, the I didn't really right mind next it. To him. Exactly. Who, much yeah. younger, much faster. Yeah. Closer to the ground. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but did have cancer, though. So, yeah. Uh, well, well, either way, uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that the Browns <laughs> ended up on top of that ball. That was also my favorite first play of a Browns game ever, See? I think. <laughs> Wild yeah. card round. Best first yeah. play ever. All right, Denko, tell me this. Scale of one to five. One being a calm like you're sitting on a peaceful Caribbean beach at sunset and five being the pure anxiety of when our old boss used to point a gun at us while we were washing dishes. How comfortable were you with a 28 point lead in the first quarter? Well, now that you brought up and no names, please, but now <laughs> yeah, that you no brought names, up that old, that, old, that old boss, I got to tell you, it felt about the same. So five, <laughs> our 28 point lead. I rewatched the game and I knew the ending and I didn't feel safe with a 28 point lead. I was like, what? what is happening right now? I think Collinsworth said it best. It was like midway through the third quarter and we had a three score lead and the game was kind of winding down. And he basically said, no one in Cleveland is comfortable right now. And I could not agree more, Yeah, which might be the first time I've ever really agreed with Chris Collinsworth. Uh, he, he definitely hit the nail on the head. So yeah, five for me. Chucky, were you sweating it out? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing Phil say. I, I still, it's not enough. It's it's never enough. So yeah, my anxiety was peaked actually the whole game. So that's, I should wait another week or so to watch the replay like Phil did. Maybe I'll calm down a little more. I'll tell you what, perfect Browns fan thought entered my head when we were up 28 to nothing after the first quarter. The first thought that popped in my head was we scored too much too soon, yeah. <laughs> which is ridiculous, right? You know, 28 nothing after the third quarter, you're feeling pretty comfortable. But I felt like, nope, we scored too quick, too soon. We're in trouble here. And it's uh, not uh, like we haven't been here before with this team. I mean, they had a yeah. lead against Dallas that they almost blew. They had a huge lead against Tennessee that they almost blew. I was on edge the whole time, and I think I actually enjoyed watching the Buckeyes lose to Alabama on Monday night more than I enjoyed the Browns <laughs> game, just because there was no stress. You knew yeah, yeah, 15 minutes yeah. into that game, you knew – there are so many talented players on this Alabama team, and God bless them, the Buckeyes were great this year, but they were nowhere near as good as that Alabama team, and it was clear right away. You know, I wasn't stressed. I got to go to bed early. It was really nice. Our stress was is simply born out of being a Browns fan because I talk to friends throughout the week that aren't necessarily Browns fans. They aren't Steelers fans. They're just football fans. And they felt like, oh, that was the easiest win of all time. Yeah. <laughs> the play, the play. It's like, You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, I couldn't go to sleep for hours. <laughs> there were a lot of demons at issue. It was the Steelers. Yeah. It was on the road. Yeah. It was a playoff game. I think I'll, everybody in Cleveland completely understood and anybody who understands the history of not just being a Browns fan, but maybe just being a Cleveland sports fan in general understands where that's coming from. And I don't even think we need to get into a discussion of that. History. No. If no. we avoid it. No, please, let's not. Uh, Chucky, what do you think you'll remember the most from just the entire experience of the Browns winning that game? That I'm still surprised this far into the season that I tried to explain it to people too a couple days later because they know I'm a Browns fan and, and there's not many where I work. And I said, I don't understand this feeling right now. Like, is And I think it's joy. I think it's just <laughs> unbridled joy. This feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it just, I, I, I kind of so. like it. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> So, so I think that's what I'll remember most is that feeling like, wow, I can't remember the last time I felt just like stupid, happy, go lucky after any event, in, in, especially with that win. It's been so long. And, and I was just like, man, this doesn't this doesn't feel like I'm floating a little bit through Monday. It was super awesome and super yeah. weird at the same time. What about you, Philly? 
you know, it was certainly a feeling we aren't accustomed to. I, I suppose you go all the way back to uh, the three of us growing up in the Kozar years, and you kind of had that expectation, right? Like this team is one of the better teams in the AFC. It has been all season. It was last season. It was the season before that. Like, yes, we should win our first playoff game. I felt like if you ask the Cleveland Browns fan base, are you happy with making the playoffs? Most people before last week's game would have said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because why wouldn't you be right? Like, look at where we've been. And then you line up against the Steelers and you think, oh, here we go. It's going to suck <laughs> the joy right out of this entire situation. And then you demolish the Pittsburgh Steelers. And part of it was watching it again. Like the, the Browns out physical that team. Yes. From the for jump, sure. like at the line, the whole game. And it was just like Chuck said, the joy was something that afterwards I sat here thinking like, I'm not quite sure how to react right now. Should I just go to bed? Should I call somebody? (laughs) (laughs) Like, should I stay up all night and rewatch this? What should I do? I kind of feel like we should all be calling off of work the next day. This is amazing. I got to say, like me personally, anyway, just drinking in the joy of that win, a playoff win, yes, but a win against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. Um, My phone was oddly silent from all of my friends that were Steelers fans (laughs) all week long. That was great. And then, you know what, about midweek, you start thinking like, huh, we got another game. We got another game coming up and it's the playoffs. Let's get this, you know? Yeah. It was, it was awesome. My experience with the Steeler fans, I'll, I'll be super quick here. It was so different. Take your time, Um, Chucky. Hey, uh, who's in a rush, man? Are you out of your, are you out of your, I got two texts from guys I worked with for years who were huge Steeler fans. Congratulations text. I'm wow. happy that it was the Browns. That was, and that was like a cool thing because they're either our age or a little bit older. So they remember what that rivalry really meant. Yeah. And, and it when, was super, when it used to be a rivalry. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it yeah. was super cool for them to say, you know, like they recognize like maybe this is now going to turn back into that at some point, but it was nice to hear from somebody like, congrats. I'm glad it was you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy it was the Browns. It was the best part other than the win, you know, like those guys being cool about it and not total dicks. That's, uh, that's, that's amazing. Rather classy. I like right. that. Yeah. I, I had no Steelers fans contact me with that type of uh, with that type of feeling. I actually tried to do an episode of the show the night before the game with my younger brother-in-law, Ron, is a huge Steelers fan, has been his entire life. So I was going to try to get him on for a quick one and we just ended up not being able to work out our schedules. And I thought about calling him up on Monday and seeing if he wanted to do it. And I thought, ah, that probably wouldn't be okay. I think it's funny. Like I've I've said this before on the pod. I I enjoy this format because it always strikes me how often you guys, when you don't know what question is coming, still come up with an answer that's pretty close to where, where I was. The two things that I wrote down that I remembered, or I think I'll take from that game, this is what makes being a sports fan fun because I've been a sports fan for probably 35 years, maybe longer. And there are still things that happen that amaze me. And being up 28 nothing on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first quarter of a playoff game amazes yeah. me. And the way yeah. that happened amazes me. And that was an unreal feeling. And I, I can't think of another time I've seen any team do something like that Everything worked, everything clicked, every play was perfect, every call was perfect, everything they did was perfect, and it seemed like nothing could go wrong for an entire quarter, and I'd never seen that. I think we may take from this in a couple of years is this is the moment when power shifted in the division, because the Steelers have been there pretty much continually for 18 years, yeah, 20 years, and they have salary cap issues, 
They have free agents leaving. Big Ben as their starting quarterback next year looks like a really bad idea, but financially they're pretty stuck if he wants to stick around. I don't think they can move him. They're going to take a 40-some million dollar cap hit unless they can restructure him somehow. You've got the Browns doing what the Browns are doing, certainly taking all sorts of steps in the right direction, probably overachieving a little bit this year. And then you've got the Bengals probably headed in the right direction with a real quarterback. And you've got the Ravens still there with plenty to do with Lamar Jackson. And is this a time when the Steelers are just naturally going to go into a decline and that division is going to be a little bit more up for grabs than it has been in, I don't know, maybe at least the last 10 years? Easily, yeah, the last 10 years. Because when was like the Santonio Holmes catch Super Bowl? That's over 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yep. I, don't know. Yep. I can't remember <clears throat> stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's older than us now. <laughs> <laughs> Santonio Holmes or Big Ben? Yeah, yeah both. <laughs> Did Santonio Holmes, isn't the, he shot himself in the leg, right? Wearing sweatpants at a strip club. No, was that? that was. Was, um, no, was Plaxico Burris. Still a Steeler receiver. Still a Steeler receiver. Shit. That dude went to jail for shooting, shooting himself. himself. <laughs> for shooting himself. He went to jail. Yeah. Because it's got... the worst. I hope, he, <laughs> I hope he made something up in jail because uh, there's no way he was welcomed in jail if that was the story he told all his fellow inmates. <laughs> boy, I don't know. He was already a pretty successful NFL receiver at that yeah. point. I'm, I'm sure he was welcomed just fine in jail. But Let, let's be clear. What does the word welcome to jail yes. mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to have to bleep that out. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I can, no, I no, can, no, no. Here comes Chuck. I, know, there it is. I can say anal, <laughs> that's fine. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. And you've done it. Congratulations, Chuck. You oh, that was great. Bleep. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, enough of last week. You guys want to talk some a little bit about the games that are coming up this weekend? Let's do it. First game Saturday afternoon is the Rams and the Packers. It is uh, Green Bay favored by seven. The biggest storyline of the Rams have no good quarterbacks and the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. So Chuck, are you taking the points or are you taking the Packers? I'm taking the Packers, even with that Rams defense that is so, so good for the Rams not to. I mean, I know they got Cam Akers back and he looked really great, but you know, so they might have a better running game, but not super impressed with whatever the backup guy's name is. And then Jared Goff. So I'm, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers, who's probably having the best season of his career somewhat quietly, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think he's probably should be the MVP of the league. The backup quarterback for the Rams is not the guy you think it is, because that guy is still hurt from Wolfram. Yes. Wolford, that guy's yeah, still hurt. Right, right. Do you know who Jared Goff's backup is this week? Man, please say it's like Brandon Whedon. No, it's not that bad. Oh, it's not that bad. Wanna... It's, it's Blake Bortles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that guy's still in the league. That's fantastic. Do, do you want to change your pick, Chuck? <laughs> yeah, no. Take a uh, No, I'm going to stay with the Packers. <laughs> How about you, Denko? Taking the yeah, points gonna, or taking the Packers? I'm taking the Packers. This is a this is in Green Bay. This is a cold weather game. Aaron Rodgers, the Packers have weapons all over the place. I do not like a team out of LA, even if they had a real quarterback, coming into Green Bay and winning this game. So I'm taking the Packers and giving the points. Yeah, I don't think this spread is quite big enough. Goff in in perfect condition is still a somewhat questionable guy, but his thumb is still banged up. And knowing that Blake Bortles is waiting in the wings, if anything happens to him in a cold weather game, that, that sounds like trouble. Uh, so, okay, that's interesting. We're all on the Packers and we're all given the points. Uh, tomorrow's late game is the Ravens and the Bills. Bills are favored by only two and a half. 
storyline for this game, all the quarterbacks are better running backs than any of the running backs. (laughs) (laughs) So um, are the Bills for real or are the Ravens back? Danko, you can go first this time. Part of me would like to root for the Bills in this, but I, I think the Ravens, of the two of the quarterbacks, they have the better running back at quarterback. I'm really setting this up for a, a Baltimore-Cleveland AFC championship, so that's kind <laughs> oh, of I like I'm this. Yeah, yeah. I like oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> what about you, Chucky? I would take the Bills, uh, lay the two. I, I've seen plenty of Bills games this year, being in the region. I think they are for real team. Offense is nice. Their defense is nasty and possibly some snow in the forecast. And oh. I was I was going a little bit through, I don't know if it was Sports Center or Twitter, one of the two. I did not know this that Lamar Jackson has never played a game in yeah. the snow. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't think that slows him down if he runs, unless it's a blizzard or whatever. But I, I just think the Bills, they have so many weapons. The receiving core might be a top three in the NFL, if not two or one. In and Josh Allen. Man, has there been a huge jump from last year to this year. I think they win. I hope they win, actually. I'd love them to win. So is the official Western New York weather correspondent for the pod, Chuck, you're expecting snow? Um, We are expecting, yeah, some snow here, probably an inch to two inches, but I think it's a little more towards Buffalo. Um, I think I'm on the Bills, too. You know, the Ravens, there were moments where they looked amazing against the Titans, but it still looks to me like a team uh, that, even with Lamar, isn't going to score a ton of points. And I think this Bills team can score a lot of points. And I think that the way the NFL has trended over the last few years, I'm not sure I buy the defense wins championship thing as much as I used to. And I think the team that's going to score the most points is probably going to win. And a a two and a half point spread to me is basically picking them. So Chucky and I are on the Bills. Phil's on the Ravens for that one. I got to admit, I, I I picked that with my heart, which seems strange because I picked the Ravens, uh, but I picked it because I feel like the Browns oh, can beat Chuck the Ravens. Chuck just talked you out of it, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it, and here's why. I, I, I feel like the Browns can beat the Ravens to punch our ticket to the Super Bowl. I don't know that the Browns could beat the Bills to do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to jump ahead to the late game on Sunday so we can finish with the Browns and the Chiefs. Buccaneers versus Saints. Saints are a three-point favorite. Storyline, two quarterbacks old enough to want to hang out with us are playing against each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, Chucky, does Brady stick it to Belichick or is the mole moving on to the <laughs> NFC Finals? <laughs> First off, sidebar, has that mole faded over the years? Has he had some sort of surgery or bleaching yeah, on did. it? Because it looks, it looks a little cleaner than it used to. I, he, I don't understand how you it. have the money that he has and it's not completely gone. So, so he did have an operation to have it removed, but it, the scar tissue formed. Uh, oh, and now no. it's more of a scar than a mole. <laughs> I feel like had he had it all to do over again, just just, just wear that motherfucker. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, this is me. This is Drew Brees. This is my mole. Yeah. Guac- guacamole. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm bleeping uh, that too. As as for the game, um, I think it has a chance to be the best game of the weekend, the most exciting game. Uh, Two really great offenses and two pretty underrated defenses. It's nice to see uh, also from a selfish standpoint that guys in our demo can still compete at a super high level. Uh, That's what I that's what I'll enjoy watching the most. And I I hope that the Buccaneers win Uh, when the Browns left Cleveland. Uh, I became a Buccaneers fan then, and I had a couple of years lead until they won the Super Bowl, but uh, it's nice to see them actually really competitive again. What scares me, uh, because I hate his guts terribly, I think Antonio Brown can have a really nice game this week. Yeah, he's playing uh, he's, well. 
he's such a twat. Uh, yeah. and, you know, like <laughs> yeah. in, in real life, would any of us get that many chances to still no. do our profession if we no. fucked up that much? But I think, I think he has a chance to have a really big, he's actually looked better every week. Uh, in in think, fairness, none of us are as good at our, pro- that's true. Is what Antonio <laughs> Brown does in his. So that's why he keeps getting those chances. I mean, I'm a pretty good lawyer, but I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're taking you're taking the bucks and the points, Chucky. I'm gonna take the bucks and the points. All right. What about you, Phil? What was the spread on that one? I can't remember. Three. three. Saints by three. Saints by three. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like Tampa Bay is they're actually coming into their own at the right time. Like they're they're they look better of late, whether it's the rhythm between Brady and his receivers and that kind of thing. They just look better. I, I still feel like the, the Saints have they've had a weird season. You know, they they've had a trot a bunch of different quarterbacks out there. Breeze has only been back for a little while now. I think I'm leaning towards the Bucks in this one. I'm really excited to see if one of the quarterbacks can't make the start because they got out of bed that morning too quickly and got hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Turn their head. Yeah, in their yeah, head yeah. a little too quickly, yeah. strain yeah. something. Yeah. You know how you know how it goes. You wake up and like you can't look to your left for about six days at our age. So yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Buccaneers in that one. Uh, I think I'm going. I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to go with the Saints. They're at home. I know it doesn't matter as much because you don't have crowds, but Breeze is unstoppable in that dome. He looks like he has gotten back his legs from those weeks that he took off. There've been too many times this season where Brady looked forty throwing the football. He just doesn't seem to have the same, that same thing that made him great maybe two or three years ago with the Patriots. So again, I'm going to go with the team I think is going to score the most points. And I think it's going to be the Saints. And the Saints have a lot of fans though. It's Louisiana is the COVID hoax there, isn't it? I mean, I have no idea. No idea. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I'm all kidding aside. Like as you get into some of these states, you notice like, wow, there's a lot of people at those those games. So I wonder if uh, the Saints can have like yeah. Where was the the national championship game? Was in Miami, right? But it was the but the game against Clemson was in New Orleans, wasn't it? Wasn't it the Sugar Bowl? Think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. It seemed like there were fans there. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that the only bolsters my opinion. (laughs) 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 All right, so. So Denko and Burke, I'm sorry, Denko and Chucky. Son of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> no, Bert, Burke's picking the Buckeyes in that one. <laughs> Chucky and Denko on the Buccaneers. I'm on the Saints. Uh, last game, Sunday afternoon game, Browns at the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 10. Storyline, the best team in the NFL is on the road to play the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Phil, tell me, uh, do the Browns need to score 50 to win this game? No, but probably 42. is <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I guess normally I would think like, all right, the Browns don't stand a chance. It's, a, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. But what the Browns have shown us this year, not consistently, but certainly enough times, is they can put points on the board. Like their offense can score. And they can score in – any number of ways their running back tandem, whether they're catching the ball in the backfield, whether they're running the ball up the middle and breaking one, their wide receivers, you know, if Baker's putting the ball where it needs to be, they can score points. Clearly we know the chiefs can score points. I don't know too much about the chiefs defense. It might be one of those. All right. The first team to settle for a field goal kind of loses, yeah. <laughs> you know, if both teams are clicking, I don't think we have to score 50. I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with 42. 42 is the number. All right, Chucky, what do you think? Oh, I would be ecstatic if they scored 50. Will that be enough? I'm trying to remove emotion. Like I said, we're all on this super high, and I'm trying to look at this logically. On paper, you know, the Chiefs should smack around the Browns. But 
Who uh, uses paper, right? Nobody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but there have been plenty of times I've been surprised to shocked this year with the Browns and how well they played or how explosive that offensive has been. I think they have a fighter's chance. The one thing I know about, somewhat know about the uh, Chiefs defense is they're not great against the run. And that seems to be our strength. Yeah. Uh, You (laughs) would think that would be our strength. I just wonder though, if the Chiefs do go up, you know, two touchdowns, do we throw the ball 50 times? And that's what I would like to avoid. I would hope they try to make the game smaller, meaning they possess the ball for as much time as humanly possible and just pound and pound and pound the run game. And I think the only way to win is you keep their offense off the field for as long as humanly possible. Chucky, we... We do have a lot of good pieces coming back for the Browns this week. Stefanski's back. Joe Batonio is back. Denzel Ward is back. What, what do you think is the most important piece they have coming back to try to get a win this week? Denzel Ward, just because of Tyreek Hill. I know Sammy Watkins is now not playing, but I think he's not really Watkins all that isn't good. playing yeah, after, he... after running his mouth? Yes. During yeah, the, um, during the yeah. game? Oh, yes, yeah. right. Not that Watkins is that great. He's he's not. I think if he's on any other team, you'd never hear about him ever again. For many years, he was on my fantasy team and did nothing for right. him. <laughs> yes, year correct. after year yeah, after right. year. He'd have right. one game with 14 <laughs> catches and 275 yards, and the rest right. of the season, he'd three for 40 every right. game. He was yeah, terrible. That, that's more. I, I think it's Denzel Ward just because Tyreek Hill is so fast and so agile and runs such clean, great routes and gets behind safeties with such ease that I'm hoping Denzel Ward just kind of plays how he normally plays and, and does his job really well that they take away what I think will be their biggest weapon on Saturday, Sunday. There we go. Sunday at 305. Yep. I got it. Yeah, we'll be. You want to say it again so I can clean it up, Chuck? <laughs> Sunday at 305. <laughs> I think that'll mesh well with my vocal yeah. pattern leading yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, it will. It'll be fine. <laughs> Phil, uh, what what piece do you think is the most important one coming back? I do agree with Chuck that Denzel Ward is, assuming he is able to compete at his normal level, right? I mean, no one has really talked about how he's feeling <laughs> through all of this, and you won't know, obviously, until you see him out on the field. So I think taking away their top-end speed is important. I can certainly make an argument, though, for Betonio, because our offensive line played amazing last week and continued to get hurt. We've got some guys banged up on the line, so if you are if you got Betonio back and you don't have to start a fourth-string left guard on one side, that's helpful, knowing that on the right side... Who was it they got hurt? Was it was it uh the tackle our starting tackle? I can't think of his name right now, but he he was out and with a hamstring and was it Conklin that went down? Oh, Conklin, with a hamstring? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Yeah, thank you. Uh Conklin got hurt. So I feel like if we're already kind of throwing some backups out there on the line to bring some starters back there help keep Baker clean like they did against the Steelers and uh get that running game going might ultimately be a, a more important piece. How about you, Gerbs? What do you think? <laughs> I think it's Batonio. I think it's getting that line back because I think I agree with Chucky that if the Chiefs are vulnerable against the run, the single most important thing they can do is eat up, eat up clock. And and a little bit like you, like you said, Phil, with the Steelers game, be physical and and win that physical fight on that side of the ball. And I think Batonio helps. And I also, I think there's an emotional lift for the team to have him there because he's one of those dudes that's hold over from the 0-16 team. Uh, he missed the game last week. It was going to be his first playoff game, obviously, with the Browns. I think those guys that are playing with him on that line and, and the team as a whole 
is going to rally around the fact that, hey, we're getting this guy into his first playoff game and he's been here for so long. And I think that's a big lift for the team. Now, listen, there's there's no end to the help that we need in the secondary against this team. And so even a somewhat COVID-weary Denzel Ward is yeah. better than Bob Jackson, <laughs> who's got smokes two he's weeks in anyway. a row. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. He, Man, I hope they the did that list. on purpose. <laughs> Chucky, what do you think the most important thing Andrew Sandehu can do to help the Browns win this week? I'll play it serious. Either create or secure a turnover. That's yeah. what I think he needs to do. That would make him a legend uh, in all our minds continuously from here to eternity, if that happened. I would love to see an interception bounce off his chest into another Browns defense defensive back hands that would be a great sendejo moment doesn't actually secure the interception but made it happen would be just good enough what about you phil well um i i think the best thing he could do is probably very early in the game catch travis kelsey on a crossing pattern with some sort of illegal hit on accident and i don't want to end kelsey's career but hurt him enough to where he's just not 100 for the rest of the game sendejo might get ejected so it could be a really a win-win situation there um and that's what I'm looking for. About a minute in. <laughs> All right, Danko, give me your prediction on the game. All right, here we go. Browns 42, Chiefs 38. We take it. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Chucky, what do you think? The line you said was 10, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, this hurts me to say, but I think 35, 28, Chiefs. Mm. Oh, banished from the pod. I, yeah, I, well, well, I know I got to go another way. I know <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know, re- uh, realistically, don't you think what's going to happen is that the Browns are going to be, if they're in this game and they can win it, they're going to be down two with almost no time on the clock. And we're going to trot Parky out there for like a 46 oh, yard field man. goal. And we're all going to die of heart attacks before we actually <laughs> yeah. see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just ruined my whole weekend. Even thinking about that situation arising. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to say that if our D line can get pressure on Mahomes. Our running game can control the ball. I think it's like a 24-21 Browns win. Now, how about this? Completely change directions on you. Deshaun Watson, probably on the trading block this offseason, wants to leave Texas for some very obvious and I think very good reasons. Do the Browns have any interest in making a move to bring Deshaun Watson in or is Baker our guy? Phil? I would imagine there's probably interest, you know, hearing, hearing Stefanski and, and these guys talk like they're, they're probably going to look at it and not tell people they're looking at it. But I think the way Baker's season has gone and how they built the team around him, Baker's the guy. I'd be really surprised if after the way this season has turned out that they don't kind of, all right, Baker, you're the man. We're going to build this thing around you and we're going to sign you to an extension and move forward. And Deshaun Watson will end up in New England or Miami, and we'll see him across the field. <laughs> what do you think, Chucky? He's a, he's a great quarterback. He is. Uh, he is a phenomenal athlete. And uh, what, what Phil's kind of saying is, if they're building this team around Baker, I don't know if in, in next year if Baker's on the same level ever or ever as Deshaun Watson. But I, I like the fact that he's, even though he's a number one draft pick, he's a homegrown. Now he feels 
Cleveland to me. He's starting to feel more Cleveland every time he talks after a game. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that uh, Deshaun Watson couldn't feel that way too if he delivered yeah, I, more wins. <laughs> but there's just, you know, and maybe it's the euphoria of this season. There's something about him that I'm really starting to like that I didn't like in college. Now that he's ours, it, it, that's right. how I start to feel like he's our dude now and he gets it. That's a bad idea. I stick with Baker after Deshaun Watson. <laughs> thrown you know like most passing yards last year it was an interesting question to me because when the news came out earlier this week that that watson was unhappy and that they may want to be moved or may demand to be moved most of the talking heads on espn said there are only seven teams in the nfl that should not be interested in deshaun watson and they ripped them off. And it's it's the teams you think of, teams you're, that are set at quarterback that you know aren't going to be looking. And I heard two or three of those guys talk about it and never once mentioned the Browns. And my first thought was, no way. I think we're in that list of teams that aren't looking because we're putting together a team and a scheme that works for Baker. And it's working, man. And when the dude's on, he's amazing. He's great. Now, I know that he – trust me, I get as frustrated as anybody – when he's off, when he's overthrowing dudes who are wide open in the end zone from five yards away, that's going to frustrate the hell out of you. But I, I wouldn't put us on that list. I would say Baker's our guy. I don't think I'd go after Watson. I don't think you or you try to fix something that's not broke. Anyway, Chuck, you got a birthday party tomorrow? I do. Yes, sir. Chip's one-year-old birthday party is happening nice. at 529 Howe Avenue, Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, you're welcome to come, though you'll be late because this won't get posted in time. What time but does the party I could, start? I could be there in time. <laughs> what time does the party start? 1 p. Eastern. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll stay up. Maybe I'll stay up to get this out. On behalf of the entire unprofessional and unprepared nation, uh, please wish Chip a happy birthday for us. Sure Danko, Thank you so much. how is your boy's arm doing? Uh, Logan's arm is, is healing well. He had a uh, fairly traumatic week, but a very positive week. The cast came off this Tuesday. The same day the cast came off, the surgeon pulled the three pins out of this boy's arm right there in the office. Kelly and I were both there for it. it he did He did a great job. He was terrified, absolutely terrified, because who wouldn't be? Right, uh, right. When the, when the cast came off and you could see these large pins sticking out of your little six-year-old arm, um, but he did great. I, I'm so proud of that kid. He's, uh, he's healing well. Incision looks good. He and I will have matching incisions on our left arms going forward. So I look forward to some pretty cool uh, well, war wound stories as we're bellied up to a bar like, you know, 20 years from now. <laughs> like, it'll, it'll be fun. He's doing yeah, well. Thank you. Thank you for asking. It, it blows my mind that you guys both busted your elbows yeah. when you were kids. That's a, that's a, that's a crazy thing. Um, yeah. But I'm glad to hear he's doing well. And of course, wish him a, a speedy recovery. And boys, that, that's all I have for happy hour and i appreciate you guys jumping on here on a friday night and uh it was a lot of fun and we'll be back real soon and let's go browns huh yeah go let's browns. go browns go browns bigger picture question um, for the browns going forward is it better if they win against the Chiefs or they lose against the Chiefs? I would say it's better if they win. Bigger how about, picture. How about you, Phil? Yeah, win. I say it's lose. 
And here's why. Oh, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, I think this is this is a team that's that this is a team that's already overachieved this year. First year head coach turnaround from the debacle that was the Kitchens era uh, to to get to number one double digit wins in the regular season. Number two to get into the playoffs. Number three to win a playoff game. Um, I think if they were to beat the Chiefs and go to the the AFC Championship. Um, Coming into next year, the expectations are so much higher, um, and there may be a little bit less hunger for the team to move forward through a through another successful season next year. So I say that, although I I, I want them to win every game they play, and, and I want them to win on Sunday, I think in the long term development of this team, um, it's good for them to lose to a what is could be the Super Bowl champion again um, and temper the expectations a little bit in coming into next year so there's a little bit less pressure and there's a little bit more hunger to say, okay, we've made it one step of the way to the to the biggest game. Um, this year we're going to make another step forward. Purely that, psychological argument. That is an opinion born out of nothing but Browns fandom for <laughs> 40 yes. years. That for is sure. – and, and while I don't disagree with your, your take on that, like, okay, yes, it's still a good thing. Um, I'm sorry. You're in the playoffs. You win this game. You win this game and you move forward. <laughs> well, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying they but, should lose. I'm not saying they, they should, win. they should like, you know, hold something back. So they lose on purpose. No, no, that's no. Not, that's not what, what I'm saying. saying. Bigger picture, bigger picture. You win this game and you, you get to line up again in another week for the championship of your conference, win or lose that game. That's just one more step forward. Uh, keep taking these steps forward. And I'll, I'll throw another thing out there too, as we know, as Cleveland fans, there's no guarantee we get back into the dance in the next yes, year or no, the next no. year or the next year. So let's take this thing, man. I, I think big picture, I, I get what you're saying, Gerbs. It's all about the, the change in culture, the change in approach, the, the, the team continues to progress. And I agree we're kind of a couple steps ahead of where we thought we would be right now, but here we are. So uh, win right. the game. And I think um, there's a lot to be winning this game. There's a lot to be gained, even big picture wise, win or lose in the AFC championship game. You, you bring up an excellent point. It was the same point that, that I knew was a good counter to what I was saying, because I remember leaving a bar after game seven, the two, 2016, yep. the 2016 World Series, um, we were at a bar down the street from your house and we were walking yep. home and I wasn't, I wasn't like ruined by the Indians losing that game because I thought with this pitching staff and this lineup, um, we're going to be back in the World Series twice in the next four years. I, there was no doubt in my mind they were going to get there. And you just look at what played out over the years that followed and, and the way they lost players, the way they lost games. And you're right. You, when you get there, you you got to take your shot because the shots aren't guaranteed. But yep. anyway. Here, here's the way I feel. I'm, I'm on Phil's side for sure. Uh, <laughs> I want – Banned from the pod. Both of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, a lonely pod next to Me and Burke. I, me and Burke from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I want 
those high expectations next year or whatever it is the year after even higher uh at the heart of it dudes cleveland is a browns town and has sure. always been a browns town and i'm i, I would love you know, like I think about where were we at uh, when we were going up and how they were contending year in and year out and had that sick run going to AFC championships and thinking about like fucking hearing Bernie Bernie and like those songs yeah. that existed yeah. and seeing like now I'm seeing some stuff like those pop up like brown shops are kind of happening on street corners again. Like it yeah. feels so great that they're this good this year. And yes, it is a great surprise and none of us expected it. And that's why I think like, anything could happen this year. If they win, it's great. I don't care about expectations because we all know how low our expectations for every season has been for the last 15 plus years. So uh, I want that feeling. And, and if I'm disappointed next year or they don't make it to the play or whatever, I don't care. Uh, it's I, I still want them going into every season from here on out thinking we can compete a franchise like the Steelers yep. or the Patriots until this year or Green Bay where you expect when fall rolls around, uh, I'm going to enjoy the next four months because they're going to win and be competitive and, and put a team on the field that uh, I take pride in and I want my children to take pride in. Like we grew up, same thing to me. Yep. So you know, children NFL, like multiple children, Chuck. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, hopefully, there's something hopefully. something no, you no, want no. to announce on the pod, Chuck? <laughs> Not yet. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, I'll let you know when the cycle clears or does not. Oh, God, wow. please don't. Nice. Please wow. don't. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> I think uh, with, with the, the to Chuck's point, too, you know, go ahead and give us the high expectations because in the NFL, it's about quarterback and coach. And if we truly feel like, here we go, we finally have that. Um, let's Let's lay these expectations on these two guys, this quarterback and this coach. And you know what? The expectation every year should be like, we're, we're playing for the postseason. We're playing for the postseason. Get us in the dance, and then we'll see what happens every year. Um, and that's what you want to know that your quarterback of your team and your coach of your team can handle. So I agree. 